is Bronze and Modern Gods. I'm John. And I'm Richard. Hi, everybody. I want to say a special welcome to all of the new people that have joined in the last week. Uh, went a little viral there, Richard. I don't know if it, people are looking to get rid of all their dollar books or what's happening. <laughs> people had a lot of time in their hands, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate every single minute every single microsecond of their time because there's a lot out there you don't have to watch us so we are truly appreciative you know what else would make us appreciative if you follow us on facebook and instagram at bronze and modern gods if you hit like on this video if you subscribe if you haven't already we love each and every one of you thank you for being here today more viewer mail more underrated books of the week the old fart rule when we go back to 1983 and talk about a book that helped shape our record our record collections <laughs> our phonograph our phonograph our 78 rpm collections our comic book collections that's this podcast john uh but first a word from a couple of sponsors first have you guys tried wakum yet richard wakum is one of the best comic book collecting apps out there. It's great for people like you and I, Richard, who actually read their books, mm -hmm. crack open the covers. Uh, it also tracks everything that you own, uh, graphic novels, trade paperbacks. It makes you uh, able to make a collectibles list of what you want, what you're missing, what you've read, what you need to read. You can add whatever data you like. If you wanna add a slab, you can add the grade, the page quality, whatever. My favorite part, Richard, is the social aspect of it, right? Yep. I love the fact that you can have, you can add, because some stories cross different titles. Mm -hmm. So if you know what the whole story arc is, you can have the, the titles in that arc listed and you can know the reading order and you can do that right there within the app. All 33 chapters of Operation Galactic Storm. <laughs> You knew I had to throw an Equazar reference in there. <laughs> the best part is all this is free to try. Uh, follow me on Wakum if you have Wakum. That's W-H-A-K-O-O-M. I'm at John underscore Hughes, just like the director. Richard, where can people follow you on Wakum? They can find me at Adult, at adult Kid Toys on Wakum as well. All right. Download Wakum from the Google Play or the Apple App Store. There are links in the description below. Meanwhile, NEO Comic-Con, Northeast Ohio Comic-Con, is excited to welcome the team from Bronze and Modern Gods to North Olmsted, Ohio, the bustling metropolis where Richard lives-ish. <laughs> that's us. That's Bronze and Modern Gods. That's you and I. We're going to be yeah. at NEO Comic-Con um, July 30th. It is their eighth annual convention. We're going to join over 100 comic book dealers, artists, and vendors at Northeast Ohio's most comic-oriented show. With 180 tables of merchandise, 120 of which are 100% comic book related. Hello. You can find everything from dollar bin bargains to high-end collectibles that all but disappeared from other shows. Along with Richard and I live streaming from the event, you'll get a chance to meet some of the region's best comic creators along with this year's special guest, the co-creator of The Scarlet Spider, longtime Sonic the Hedgehog artist, Stephen Butler. I remember his run on Silver Sable as well, Richard. Awesome, yeah. Hey, this is a great show. I, I would be going regardless. Uh, it is the highlight of the year in terms of shows in the, the greater Cleveland area. If you live anywhere in North, northern Ohio, um, 
Eastern Michigan, come to the show. It's well worth it. One tip that I'll give you, get there early because the parking fills up quickly. And if you want to park in the, in the parking lot where the facility is, you want to get, get those parking spots early before the show. So like I said, it's a popular show. Um, it is by far the most comic book show in the area that mirrors the California Comic Con in, in oh, terms wow. of its and its its focus is purely on comic books. And uh, Eric from Comics Argo, uh, he does a great great job of officiating the whole thing. So definitely support support him and our local comic book dealers here in the Cleveland area. I'm calling all of our viewers from Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Indiana. Join Richard and I at NEO Comic Con this July 30th. You can get more info at, you guessed it, neocomiccon.com. Right? Right. We'll see you there. All right, moving on to our hot book of the week. Richard, I thought of you when I picked this. You did. It's Batman number 181, the first appearance of Poison Ivy. Are you a Poison Ivy fan? No, I'm not straight. So, <laughs> yeah, she is kind of one of those characters that, uh, yeah, it. like Power I'm Girl. Being, I'm being flipped. <laughs> the gays love them some Poison Ivy. Believe me, uh, you watch, you go to a drag show, someone's always going to go like in a Poison Ivy uh, inspired ensemble. Uh, yeah, you know, lots of activity around this book this week because Karen Gillan from Doctor Who, Amy Pond. That's how I know her. You may know her as yep. Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. She has expressed her interest in playing the character in James James Gunn's rebooted DC Universe movie universe thingamabobby cinematic universe. <laughs> is that the official way you prefer to it? <laughs> I'm sure James Gunn doesn't care how you announce it as long as you talk about it. Do you have a copy of Batman 181? I do not. I am I'm I am shocked. really remiss in my batman keys to be honest with you i'm shocked you don't have it because you you like all the foily poison ivy covers that come out and everything i do it's it is it is a hole in my collecting same thing with first batgirl i don't have that either mm, yeah well that's that's some serious money um when you're looking for this richard maybe at neo comic con plug plug uh, be careful with this one when you buy it because you. this is one where you really want to flip through all the pages, especially right. the centerfold, because the centerfold was a pullout pinup of the Cape Crusaders at the height of Batmania in the 60s, so it's often missing. This book, a recent high-grade GPA sale was for uh, CGC 9.0, was this week $6,600, a bargain compared to the 2021 price when it sold for $9,000. That's pretty, yeah, that's, it's pretty steep for a dc book dip it low uh, but it's down what twenty four hundred dollars from two years ago that's not surprising uh the market two years ago was on, on at its peak you know if you bought back at the the height of the comic uh, boom you're you're paying the price now for a number of titles some titles have held steady but other titles have have definitely become soft aren't you glad you held off on buying your af15 <laughs> I know, I know. I would have been, I would have been, I would have been happy to have it, but I would have been mad because I had paid more than it was going for. Uh, see, sometimes things do work out. Before we start uh, viewer mail, thought we'd have a little show and tell. We both got packages this week. Uh, I think the difference, mine are open. 
<laughs> Richard, you bought a bunch of stuff. Tell everyone what you I told have, me before you started. Yeah, I have um I have a number of packages here that I have gotten over the past month or so that I have no idea what's in them. <laughs> how do you how do you have the willpower to not open it the minute it arrives? I can't help uh, myself. Well, I, I know it's not it's not a key. There's there's no keys in here. I buy stuff because, you know, I have my good girl art fandom and I'll buy things for that or I'll buy things. Oh, it's a Miracle Man number one cheap. I'll buy that. Things like that that I buy. Um, some of these are sort of like that, I think. But I don't know. We're going to open them here live. We'll find Do out. Do you buy them off eBay, though? Or are they? Well, some of them I bought from. There's one from eBay and the rest of them are from comic book dealers. So they're okay. new books. Because I would buy the, I would open the eBay one immediately to make sure that it's the right book and grade that I paid for, and so I could return it before well, the we wouldn't have the, the, you know, the fascinating uh, show that we have now. If I had opened that, that's true. That's true. It all worked. Like I said, sometimes things just work out. That's the theme for this Absolutely. show. You want to open one up now? Uh, the sure. Live. I got unboxing. <laughs> here we've got one here. This is from the Comic Mint, so I know this is a new book. My trusty. Okay. Uh, exacto knife here i will open. oh i gotta get you i gotta get you the the killer blade from home depot that's oh you gotta get the one that's switching my art knife here <laughs> okay so let's see what do we have oh. here oh dear okay vendors do not put joe's no they, they they put tape on the comic which i absolutely uh. hate that quick edit right there was me editing out profanities that Richard hurled. <laughs> oh, rabbit. All right, here we go. So um, this is from the Comic Mint. They pack. I, I don't like people who pack with packing tape on the inside. To me, packing tape never goes on the inside of a comic book. Guys, uh, buy the blue painter's tape. Blue painter's tape yes. is just as sticky and it's easier to peel off. It is a single book. It is Boing. Oh, actually 1053. This is the Power Girl cover. This is the trade dress version of the cover. I also have a uh, Virgin cover <laughs> uh, that is uh, getting graded and it will be back sometime in the next six years because it's going to CGC. But yeah, love this cover. I love the old school old school uh, art style here that uh, um, what was his name? Will, uh, Will Jack, right? Was his I name? bet you will. <laughs> well, this is going to be an innuendo show apparently. Okay. Um, I've been yeah. holding that bad joke all this time. <laughs> you should see my face. I'm biting my tongue. Okay. It's what, what, what do you have? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff, but they're all related. Um, I got these from an Instagram live sale and apologies from who I bought them from. I blanking. I think it was buzzard brothers. Um, uh, they were having a live sale with elite underscore comics 11 on Instagram. And they had a set of three of these. They are United comics. Number 22 United comics. Number 23 and you guessed it united comics 24. now 
why do I have three copies of United Comics sequentially featuring Fritzy Ritz? Not for Frit Fritzy Ritz. All right, Ernie Bushmiller became Nancy, by the way, in case you're not familiar with that. This is the tied for the second, third, and fourth appearance of Peanuts in comics. Oh, okay. And they all feature, get this, Schultz art, not uh, Ghost, not anybody else doing it. It's actual Charles Schultz Peanuts comics in these three books. I say tied for second, third, and fourth because it was running concurrently in Tip Top Comics the exact same months. So, Wait, what year uh, is that? 1952, I believe, 52 or 53. So, very, very early Peanuts. You know, cute Snoopy when he was like a little cute little doggy the way they drew him uh way charles schultz drew him originally um lucy i think still had her uh eyeballs around her pupils which were soon removed <laughs> have you ever seen early lucy early lucy is the no. stuff of nightmares google right now early lucy peanuts do it you see richard's reaction ah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta put a picture of that in the on, on there. of course <laughs> Early Lucy uh, Van Pelt yeah. is the stuff of nightmares, is she not? Yeah. It's the kind of thing you don't want to wake up in a poster over your bed. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, you know, Charles was a smart guy. I think after she became uh, a little more popular, he was like, I got to change the way this this chick looks. Uh, what's in what's in mystery box number two? <laughs> mystery box number two. This came from, uh, this is an eBay purchase. Uh -oh. So, and it was, it's packed really nicely. I, I, I appreciate the, the packing job. Slid it at the top. Will Richard cuss again? Let's wait and see. <laughs> nice packaging. Uh, use the free packaging available from the post office. That's awesome. Hey, splurge for a Gemini mailer. Come on, people. I always do, but I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, if you, you can't afford a Gemini mailer, then um, I'd you rather be pack it well. You should be selling comics. <laughs> oh, okay. This okay. This is this is a book that um, I'm going to leave it here because it's it's still in here. It's it's a Fantastic oh. Four uh, number one sixteen, I think it is. Yeah, one sixteen. Uh, do nice nice Doom cover. It's you know the the nice picture book picture frame uh, cover to it. I I, I think I paid ten dollars. Which is why I got I bought it off of eBay, um, but it's it's Great. it's it's probably uh, probably a five. So it's some staining on the cover. That's okay. okay. Just wow. wanted it for. I have I have another one. It never hurts to have more than one. That is from the one month that Marvel went double sized to compete with DC, going double sized, and oh, then yeah. immediately immediately changed back to twenty cents the month after, and left DC in the dust. That was the turning point. Uh, yeah, more trivia. Hey, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, viewer mail. You've got mail. Richard, I'm going to start today by massacring this poor man's name. <laughs> the first piece of viewer mail is from Nicholas DiDonato. I'm going to say DiDonato. I think Let's so. Say. I, that, sounds, that makes sense. Great video uh, referring to last week's video about how to get rid of non-keys in your collection. I normally lot 50 comics at a time and offer them for five to $10 for the lot plus medium box UPS flat rate shipping about 50 comics fit nicely in the flat rate box and people get 50 books. 
for less than a dollar a book. Hey, there you go. It's a great way to get rid of stuff in bulk. That's good to know. I have never tried to put that many books in a flat rate mailer. Um, to know that 50 cells or 50 would fit, that's kind of a game changer because that's only $15 for, for shipping yeah, or uh, the whole thing. I don't know. I would put more pack. I would put more packaging and bubble wrap and stuff like that. I think that's if you just throw 50 books in uh, next to each other side by side mm -hmm. and just fill that sucker up and be like, go with God. <laughs> um, but, you know, tell us otherwise, Nicholas, what is your first piece of your mail? Uh, my first piece is from Darren Smith. And he says, I love how the trash bag collection and the stroller collection have become part of my vernacular. <laughs> uh, those are two different uh, references we have for uh, different collections we've bought books from. Uh, and I, I think those kinds of remembrances and those kinds of stories are what makes the hunt fun. You know, uh, if, if you would just walk into a sterile environment and be able to pick your books up uh, and not have to deal with the stroller collection where a guy uh, walks into a comic book show with a baby stroller full of comic books while his wife held the baby. Um, true story. You know, barn, uh, a true barn? story. True story. Yeah, true story. Uh, if we didn't have those kinds of things, it, it wouldn't be as fun. So, yeah. And I'm sure as we continue going along, we'll come up with more of these interesting story collections. I have uh, a story like that that I haven't talked about a lot on the show. Um, and you'll see why when I explain uh, that I got a collection and I refer to it uh, as the Scabies Collection. Because uh, the guy I bought it from, I went to uh, purchase it at his apartment and it looked like, you know, I, he had never heard of a vacuum cleaner. Uh, dishes were piled up to the ceiling just about. Uh, it was disgusting. And I bring the boxes home and there's like spider webs and stuff hanging inside and out and insects and and Raphael the husband said get those boxes out of my kitchen right now <laughs> and I had I had to keep it in the garage and that became the scabies collection first thing I did was take all the books out and throw the boxes away I did that immediately yeah. uh but yes we we often refer to the scabies collection around these parts <laughs> uh, my next piece of your mail is from Peter Viles do not use a storage unit for any books of value, Richard Brown. They are not secure at all. Don't care if you need a code to get in the door and they have cameras, etc. They are not secure. This is referring to something we talked about last week about, uh, you know, storing your books places. And I think we made an offhand comment to, you know, find a storage facility. I agree. I don't know why I didn't jump up and say something last week. I guess we were in the groove. But yeah, I've heard so many horror stories about storage facilities. You store. But see, I, I, I can I can appreciate that, and I can agree with that. But if you have a bulk of comic, if your comic book collection is ten long boxes, you probably have the books that are of value separate from those ten long boxes. Yeah. You just need to store those comics. And to me, storage facility is the best way to store those non-key books because you can stack them in there potentially if somebody wants to steal them you, you of course you've got you've got uh, insurance on your collection but you know you're going to keep your you know your hulk 181s and your you know uh, asm 300s 
separate from that collection. You'll put them in safety deposit box or keep them keep them at the house, you know, or whatever you think is most safe. But you know, whatever solution you, you you're going to have for your entire collection, I still think a storage solution is is okay for those non keys. Well, the subject was how to get rid of your non keys. So if they get stolen, problem solved. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Collect the insurance money. Yeah. What is your next piece of your mail? Oh, that's kind of that's kind of cutthroat, isn't it? I'm very um, cutthroat. <laughs> my next piece is from Mark Vega. Uh, always a great show. Thank you. Uh, I just started reading Jeff John's Superman with the Legion of Superheroes and was intrigued by the Legion. I was wondering, uh, Richard, would you ever be willing to do a video on a good jumping on point for the Legion of Superheroes? For years, <laughs> I've <laughs> I've seen the poor Legion of Superheroes or Legionnaires get roughed up in the dollar bin section. Oh yeah, and I always uh, I'm always interested, but overwhelmed with the the quantity of series and issues that the storyline has. It's almost like DC's X Men. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. You know, for for uh, characters that you're right. You know, they're they're the you know the Walter Mitty of comic books. It seems. Um, they never really seem to, I mean, they're, they're very popular, but they never reach that level of popularity, the Superman or Batman or any other, uh, the DC major characters. Uh, I'd love to do a series, you know, we're stacking up series here. We need to do John cause we're, um, but I would love to do a talk about, um, the, there are some good series and, and it also depends on where you want to start reading. If, if you're a, if you're a silver age fan of the kind of campy, Legion of Superheroes, there's some great places to jump in on there. If you're a fan of the more of the 80s style, um, there are some great, um, great places to, to, to start. So, uh, and, and the good thing about it all is even in, even for a, a majority of the Silver Age stuff, it's cheap. You can buy those books for a really reasonable amount of money. You can find them pretty much anywhere because they are just not, I think they're undervalued in terms of their, their importance to, to comic book history. So, yep, I'd be happy to do a story, uh, do a show on that if John's willing. You can break into a storage facility and steal someone's Legion collection. Because <laughs> that's all that works. Uh, I will say, there for myself, as someone who never read Legion ever um, until this point, my jumping on point was the Keith Giffen, Tom and Mary Beer Bomb five years later run in the... Mm -hmm. I believe late eighties rebooted with issue number one. It was, you know, five years later, the earth's been destroyed and the Legion has to reassemble. And I did, I did not get a lot of the wink, wink, nudge, nudge references in there, but it was coherent enough for me to really like it and, and mm. kind of get into it. And I read that for a while. Other people, I've never read it. Other people swear by the nineties Legionnaires series. Yeah, um, it was good. There you go. So mm -hmm. I think those are, might be two good starting points. Yep. Uh, yep. Definitely. Um, I, I don't have specific issues in mind for the other, the other major one is the series in the eighties. And of course the series originating in the, in the sixties, but uh, definitely great books to read. I'm, I, I'm a big fan. The stuff from the eighties was kind of, it's it reminds me now that I think about it, of a lot of uh, a lot of reality shows where there are all these different characters and how they interact and you know the social drama between them. Um, the Legion had a lot of that <laughs> in the eighties, so if you're a fan of that, uh, definitely pick up some of those books. 
you know, the Great Darkness Saga is always quoted as one of the greatest Legion stories ever. And I think it was because of the surprise uh, reveal of the villain. Now, when you buy that trade paperback, he's on the frigging cover. So it yeah, doesn't have that same impact. I won't spoil it for you. Why did they do that? Why did they I do guess, that? I guess they figured everybody knew at that point. Who knows? But, you know, I, I will recommend the Great Darkness Saga. It doesn't, it, it's not going to have that punch in the gut that you got reading it month to month in the 80s, but it is a good, well-told story. My next piece of viewer mail comes from Noah Hyde Comics, who writes, why even say you care about comics if you don't want the regular issues and only collect key issues? Such a mentality is only investment in comics. It has nothing to do with devotion to comics or interest in them. If you only collect keys, it means comics are only money to you, which is far from the point. A joke, really. Uh, Noah Hyde, at least you aren't a uh, black and white absolutionist. <laughs> is this uh, is this the question I'm talking to? Is this Mr. A? Uh, no, I, I, I kid you. I see what you're saying, but I will challenge you on that, Noah Hyde. And that is, there are many books that I loved reading that I don't want cluttering up my house. I'm done with them. They're not, you know, they're not keys. It doesn't mean I don't love comics. It doesn't mean I didn't like reading the entire run of Dark Hawk, but do I want Dark Hawk in the house anymore? Well, maybe right. issue one, issue 50 and annual number three. But other than those keys, uh, I I don't think it's as black and white as you make it out to be. No. You know, I, I never want to tell someone how they collect. People have different reasons for collecting. Some people are collect for investments. Some people collect because they enjoy the comics. Um, like John says, it's, you know, he and I, we've been collecting comics for 40 years. If we kept every single comic we have read or bought over that 40 years. We'd be years, <laughs> yeah, you think so? We'd have we'd have copies of New Mutants number ninety-eight or ninety-nine, oh, well, I should say. Hey. You know, it's it's you know, um it's it's important to to realize and have uh empathy for people who have maybe in a different situation than yourself in terms of collecting. Um just because we don't keep the books doesn't mean we didn't read the 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 books or uh just because we didn't keep the books doesn't mean that we're not comic book fans or are comic book collectors. It just means we collect the way that we want to collect. So um, if you feel that's that's it's, that's not that's not the right way to collect, I think you should just take an opportunity to to look at other people and their situation and be more empathetic. I loved Major Bummer from DC Comics. It's a '90s book. I think it ran like 18 issues by John Arcudi. Uh, I don't want 18 issues of major bummers sitting around in my closet, having to move it from place to place when I buy a new place or whatever. There's no reason to have it, especially honestly, digitally. Now that stuff's available digitally and I can read it on the iPad when I want to, uh, that's just, you know, everyone's opinion is valid. I hear you, Noah Hyde. There's my counter. Uh, Ask Evan. He's, he's got uh, 45 long boxes full of comics since he started collecting and he's had to move them from house to house. <laughs> it, is, it was a chore. He had to go through and rebag and reboard them um, mm. just recently. And it took him, took him two months to do. So and now yeah. what's he doing? He's selling stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's selling stuff. There you go. Uh, what's your next piece of viewer mail? My next piece of viewer mail is from Lee Niren. 
A great episode, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, you are so correct regarding looking at the entire book out of the bag. I purchased a beautiful G.I. Joe number two, first print newsstand. A nice book. Uh, it was in a uh, My Life 4 with a full back. Got it home, and uh, let's look at it more closely, to find that it had water damage that was not detectable while in the My Light bag. My $30 beauty turned into a $2 filler. Always take the uh, the bag out, and if, if the seller won't let you, walk away. Yep. Good point. If, if, if you're buying a book in person, then um, definitely take an opportunity to pull the book out of the bag, have the, have the seller take it out um, if, if they feel more comfortable with that. But ex look at the book, especially if it's, if it's an expensive book. You want to count the pages. You want to make sure that, the, as John mentioned earlier in another book, make sure the centerfold is there. Uh, if it's a Marvel book, make sure that the Marvel value stamp is there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of things that kids did to these comic books back, back in the day, filling out coupons and doing all kinds of other things that, you know, today could harm the value of the book. So it's always to your advantage to take a look at the book. And if the seller doesn't want to let you do that, then that should be a, a red flag indicator for you. It doesn't mean you don't buy it, but it means that you have a stronger negotiation point to be able to get a lower price. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can't tell you, you think I would have learned after 40 plus years I still get stung every now and then. I just, I, I get into a frenzy. I throw the money down and I walk away and then I get home and I'm like, oh, nice water stain inside there. Yeah. My next piece of your mail is from American Kiwi who writes, yes, please do an Archie episode, perhaps showcasing the hundred pages from the 19, 900 pagers rather from the 1950s, Katie Keene and the Archie superheroes such as the fly and Jaguar. The fly, you say, American Kiwi, from Archie Adventure Series, The Adventures of the Fly. Uh, I believe this is number two. Awesome Jack Kirby, Joe Simon cover right there. Oh, is it? Uh, it's Kirby cover. It's Kirby, along with The Double Life of Private Strong, number one by Jack Kirby, Archie, superhero, along with The Double Life of Private Strong, number two, a.k.a. The Shield. Uh, mm -hmm. Not a Kirby cover, but Kirby interiors. Or are you talking about, oh, that's it. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Took the opportunity to take some of my Archie superhero books out and show off a little bit. Well, we're going to have to uh, do an Archie show. I think so. What is your next piece of your mail? Uh, my next piece of your mail is from Starpod Log and Starpod Track Podcast. I'm a huge fan of the Starlog magazines that that brings me back to my childhood, collecting star logs and reading them cover to cover and the monsters and science fiction. Anyway, um, what do we do with our comics that are valued at a dollar or less? Give them away to kids. Since we are cost uh, costumers, whenever we go to cons, we give a comic to any kid that wants to take a picture with us or visit us at our fan table. This is our way of paying it forward and planting the seed for the next generation of comic collectors. That is an awesome idea. You know, John, we should probably bring some books with us when we go to uh, Neocon and just, uh, just pass them forward. I think that would be, that'd be a great way of, uh, of um, honoring you know, the hobby. Hey, kid, here's a copy of Howard Chaikin's Black Kiss number two. 
Okay. Hey, can't... Curated, curated collect copies of books. <laughs> this is a book called uh, Cherry Pop Tart. It looks like Archie. Yeah. Oh yeah, no Dawns either. I'm sorry. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have cry to. Cry for Dawn, uh, number two, very cover. That's a that's a great 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 idea. You're absolutely right. It's 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 a great way of being able to to grow the fan base because you know we, um, the the kids are where you hook them. You know when they're young and giving out comics is a great way of inspiring kids to read and hopefully develop a a love of the hobby. I believe the children are our future, Richard. <laughs> hey, it's I time for the old fart roll. The old fart roll. When we go back 40 years, this case, 1983, to talk about the comic books that shaped Richard and mine's lives as I still don't know what the correct English for that intro is. But today's book is what, Richard? New Teen Titans number 26, the first appearance of Tara or Tara Markov. Ooh. Um, yeah, this 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 was um this is this is a cool storyline. Uh, if if you've never read it, uh Tara is introduced as a a new character who joins the Titans ends up being a love interest for beast boy um but then secretly ends up actually being a traitor and is working for deathstroke uh it's 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 i completely did not see it coming i completely did not see it coming when uh when i read this the first time and it hurt i could still remember reading this and 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 finding out that she was actually not who she said she was and uh, you know, I was put aback a little bit back in the day. Uh, she and she ends up dying. This is again, DC does mortality better than Marvel does, um, and and still does, I think. But this is one of those characters that 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 dies and isn't resurrected twenty eight times, just just once. Um, <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, she's also a, a recurring character in team, in the the Teen Titans animated series. Uh, which is excellent. If you haven't seen the animated, not Teen Titans Go, which is also very good, but the first animated series, just like most of DC stuff, is just excellent. And uh, they they play through a number of different storylines from uh, New Teen Titans, and it's it's worth a watch. But she's uh, she's re reoccurring characters in that character in that. CGC nine point eight. They go for about one hundred and twenty two dollars. There's a Canadian price variant for this book also, which goes for about two hundred and sixty two. So it's not overly expensive. But I, I could see her coming, uh, you know, her, you know, potential in a in a in a, a future DCU uh, property, especially if they do a Titans movie, which I would really love to do a Marvel Wolf and Titans movie as opposed to um, the move the the TV show. That would be awesome. She's supposed to be what sixteen in this book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Problematic that she's shown later on having a sexual relations with Deathstroke. Yeah, I, I'm or, hoping she only appears to be 16 and is actually older, but. Or is that actually the character? She's just so far beyond redemption at that point. Uh, Cause she's, mm. she's a willing participant in that as far as you can yeah. be at 16, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how would they handle that now? I guess is my question. They would not. 
they would yeah. cut that whole part out of the storyline. In in the animated show, um, she works for Death Death Deathstroke or Slade uh, because Slade tells her that she can he can teach her how to control her powers, and so he's she's following him reluctantly because he has he 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 promised her that. So they they bypass the whole relationship altogether. And, you know, now that Deathstroke is sort of a good guy, I guess we can't really go back and reference that at all. It never happened, right? Nope. Never happened. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our underrated books of the week. Richard, what the heck? You're going overseas. Yeah, this I picked Fantastic Number One, which is a cool book. It's the first. It's the UK first appearance of Thor. So instead of uh, Journey into Mystery Number Eighty Three, he first appeared in this book, and it's cool. It's it it it's a book that has an insert, and if you don't have the insert, then you get a green label from CGC. There's a little plastic banner that was shipped along with this with this comic. It is rare on CGC Census. There are only six books. Um, one sale on GPA one in August of last year, a five, 7.5 sold for $575. Um, right now there's a raw book up on eBay for 1300. It looks about like six, five, seven. Um, but I think these, these, uh, these are undervalued that as I think a lot of foreign books are a 7.5, uh, journey into mystery number 83 last sold for $54,000. So if you can pick one up for $575, uh, I, I think it's a bargain. Now, this came out in 67, so it is it, it is not um, a direct um, – you know, isn't isn't from the, the, the exact same time period that uh, the original. But it's – pardon? About five yeah, years Yeah, five later. years later. But it, to me, it's just like the Golden Record uh, books, which came out in 66 instead of 62, so it's a year earlier. Um I think there's still period. I mean, they're still of that same era. And um, I think this is a great book to collect just because of its rarity on the census. This is just not, no one else is collecting it. And I think that is a miss. Uh, if you're from the UK and you've got a copy of this, do me a favor and send me a picture of it. I'd love to see it in your collection. Um, but I'm on the hunt for one. I'm, I'm not going to pay $1,300 for the one that's raw on eBay right now. But I'm definitely going to keep my eye out. And remember, it's got this little plastic banner that's a part of the book. And if you, you want to not get a green label, you need to have that banner uh, as a part of, of what you uh, – I'm assuming you send it in with the, with, with the book. I'm not sure exactly if the banner You'd is attached. How, how could they confirm that it was there or not? Um, is it magazine-sized? I don't know. I did not. I don't know what the dimensions. It's a very good question. Given the I time period, it has that, a very strong chance. Yeah. I wonder if that is an impediment to people sending it in because I do believe it is a magazine size. They would have to have a magazine slab. There's a graded copy on eBay right now. I think it's, I think it's a uh, 8.5 and it's green label because it does not have the banner. But the person who's selling it has a banner that they're shipping along with the book. So it, it is at least complete, but it does have a green label from CGC. So speaking of eBay next week, I have to tell you about my experience selling on eBay for the first time in four years. It was not positive. I, I, I definitely want to hear. I, we, I, we, I've had a sneak preview of it on some of the screenshots you shared. 
but I'd love to hear the whole story. Let's just say the nickname Phoebe still applies. Uh, my underrated book this week is Marvel Double Feature Number One from 1973. Okay. This is the first issue of the series devoted to reprinting old Iron Man and Captain America stories from Tales of Suspense. Again, we talked about this era where Marvel tried to clog the newsstands with as many reprint titles as possible in a way to shove DC and the then new Atlas comics and other competitors off the shelves. Very strange that they decided to start reprinting the Iron Man stories with Tales of Suspense 84 and the Cap stories from Tales of Suspense 77 onwards. Why not just start with issue 59 where they both were featured in the book? Right, right. Well, because of that blunder, it ended up catching up with this title because it ran for 21 issues. It was doing okay. And the Iron, reprint, Iron Man reprints, and it, they ran out of them because Tales of Suspense only ran to <laughs> issue 99. So they had to cut Iron Man number one in two and reprint part of it in one issue and part of it in another issue. And then after that, for the last two issues of Marvel Double Feature, they just gave up and made it Marvel Double Feature, Captain America, and Black Panther because the Black Panther was a guest star in the Cap stories from Tales of Suspense. And uh, yeah, some great new Jack Kirby covers on this book, including this one I'm showing from issue 13. It's one of Jack Kirby's first covers when he came back to Marvel in 1975 here on this little reprint title. Not sure why they spent that great Kirby money and effort on a reprint title, but there you go. A CGC 9.8 of issue number one sold in November of last year for $400. Oh, okay. Wow. That's great for a reprint. This one is close. Um, I would say it is. See that distributor ink? Yeah. Yeah. That's you get dinged for that? You technically don't get dinged for it. But I don't know. I've never had a 9.8 with a distributor ink come back. Have any of you guys? Let us know. Yeah. Good question. If you have, let us know in the comments. Another week, another show, Richard. Uh, another show, another week. That too. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, if you have not followed us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods, please do like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Hit your microphone with your hand. You know how you do. And we will see you next time. Yep. New viewers, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And everybody, stay safe.